This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. You're watching Splash Pages. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show scheduled for you. As always, ton of comic news. New York Comic Con just finished, and uh, Werewolf by Night is out. We're also talking about a sick comic uh something is killing the children uh that and a lot more but without further ado mr velvet joker hello hello good evening hello hey, welcome. it's me velvet j here on the second week of shocktober and we're bringing you live at splash pages a comic book club podcast here every tuesday as you well know award-winning yes we are don't ever forget We've got a great show tonight. We're going to talk about Werewolf by Night. Jack Russell or Jacob Rusoff, if you will. We'll get into that. And uh, I don't know what else we're going to do tonight, but I know I got my buddy Drew right down here. Oh, he's sleeping. Shh, be very quiet. We're haunting rabbits. <laughs> rabbit season. Oh, I got Drew. Oh, got... Good evening. Oh, hold on. Hello. And welcome to Splash Pages. We have a night of wonderful terror ready. But first, New York Comic Con. And back hey. to Leo. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Drew, you messaged me over the weekend. You're having uh, some FOMO about New York Comic Con. Yes. Now, before, before we get into that, because it's not anything gross, kids, I need to let everybody know, what is FOMO? So I did exactly what everyone does in my generation. I Googled it. Now, FOMO, aka fear of missing out, is an emotional response to the belief that other people are living better, more satisfying lives, or that important opportunities are being missed. FOMO often leads to feelings of unease, dissatisfaction, depression, and stress, aka that is now the name of my demon, so I can now control or cast it out. Uh, I have to say, I knew what FOMO was. Uh, I learned it from South Park. 
I, I think there was a FOMO in Soho or something. It was something like that. It was uh, yeah, South Park something. being educational. I yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, respect my authority. Uh, it, it's going on three years that I've not been back to New York Comic Con, and the last two years didn't count because whatever. Um, but this year I felt it. Because I just saw all these people doing these things, meeting these people, having this fun and whatnot. And I just felt like, I felt like singing, Leo. I was like, I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them cosplaying, walking around on those, what do you call them? Escalators? No. You know, I'm crashing. But my point being is, it was beautiful, and I missed it, and I had to be an adult, and sacrifices were made. Yes, I'm up. And, and any shot, Drew, that you're going to head down to the uh, the haunt in NYC that we were discussing last week? Um, I might. It really does depend on my weekends, to be quite honest, because I'm I'm really trying to to get a lot done in these next couple of days. So I feel that when I have my time off, I can actually enjoy it instead of, instead of, oh, I don't know. What else am I, what should I be doing? You know, it's like when you go on vacation, but you're thinking about work. So it's not really a vacation. It's just a break. Yeah. Are you planning on going? No, I'm not going to make it down all the way from up here. Unfortunately. What about you, Leo? Uh, repeat the question. Uh, heading down to the haunt in NYC oh, that Doc Kyle no. is putting on. No, 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 no. I'm. Uh, I might head down if he really does that screening of that movie that he was involved in. Yeah, right. Maybe we'll we'll see. But um, so Leo, speaking of NYCC, um, a lot of big stuff got dropped. So oh, hell you, yeah! Do you want to want to summarize? You're, you're our favorite summarizer. So do you want well, to take I, it away? I, I'm going to do my best. But, uh, you know, first, we got a ton of people watching. So if there's anything you want to discuss, uh, definitely put it in the chat. What did you miss from New York Comic Con or see? Or, 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 or people watching? Yeah. Yeah. We just saw it right there flashing it up. Hey, guys. I, know, I just read that. And thanks for it in Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so uh, big news today is uh, Blade is getting pushed back. They're going to be looking for a new director. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because okay. that's usually a good sign, things like that. But okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that was Chainsaw Man. Uh, it was in the news as well. Uh, I'll bring that up. Uh, so uh, also, a uh, new Wakanda Forever spot came out. And uh, we, won't, wow. we won't play that because, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get shoved off okay. YouTube for... For playing that, uh, but a uh, couple minor scenes. They launched it on Twitter, I believe. Um, yeah, and uh, they also Ironheart also casted uh, Sonia Dennis. Okay. Um, looked like she did some voice acting before, uh, so um, I'm not seeing anything big there. But the everybody's talking about Super Mario Brothers this weekend. The trailer. He's got a flat butt. I heard. Yeah, yeah. People were complaining about he had a flat butt. I, you know, I think that's a diversion, like, uh, like some sort of uh, tactic that you know, because they should be talking about Chris Pratt 
Yeah, nice horrible voicing of. It's me, Mario. He didn't even do that. There's no accent whatsoever that I could tell. I. Yeah, I know, and people are going really in on that. I think the the greatest criticism I saw of that, which was and is very subtle too, was from Tara Strong. Yeah. Of all people, I don't know if you guys heard about that. Um, no, what, what did what did Miss Tara she, my Harley have to say? She posted a photo with uh, Charles. I forgot his last name. The guy who's been voicing Mario in the video games for all this time. And she just had a photo with him and her, and she just said, it should have been Charles. I was like, mm. wow. Wow, yeah. Yeah, way to, way, to sh way to shoot the shot, but without saying it. Yeah. But a good point by Amy down here, um, to see Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd together. Um, I saw a bunch of videos and posts about that. Um, yeah, very, very heartwarming to see them reunited. Um, and, of course, always sad to see... Um, Michael J. Fox's, uh, you know, condition, uh, which uh, I you know, obviously he's living with and doing the best that he can. But uh... do you love Ganshard? Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the video, but uh, why the hell do I got a 42 second ad in YouTube? But I don't love Ganthar. I don't even know who Ganthar is. Yeah, who is Ganthar? Like, why is he on the show? You've got to uh, tell us about these guest stars ahead of time, Leo. Uh, Amy says, uh, I decided to miss uh, New York Comic Con, not getting to see Michael J. Fox, and I'm going to show the video. Let me pull it up right here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's from somebody's cell phone, so we shouldn't get uh, dang. We just won't play the music. Um, uh, just amazing to see these two together again. I just Chris. think it's the amazing seeing christopher lloyd doing you know he's still doing his thing man you know he's still oh, yeah. acting and whatnot it's i, it's I so just cool. i just rewatched nobody I he is awesome it. oh he is awesome in that well yeah and, uh, he's the dad right i seem to recall yeah. that yeah i heard he's great yeah let me rewind that again just i'm i have to be honest with you too i'm hoping that he has some secret cameo in the Wednesday show. Because that's because okay. I saw a new clip that revealed that Fred Armistead yes. is supposed to be Fester. And Christina Ricci has a role in the show. Oh, no yeah. way. I just yeah. watched the trailer and it revealed that, which was cool. And, and I was like, oh my God, that's so great. Sergio, we don't know. We're going to, we're, we're, we decided to just. Uh, roll a d20 dice and we're going to see we have a bunch of subjects aligned leo has it and uh we will uh we'll see what we got yeah you and know, uh, um, not to stop on the michael j fox thing real quick he also had mentioned in that little interview uh that the one thing he regretted about the series is that it gave the impression that they wrote that song and he gave uh kudos to uh chuck berry um you know, even even though it's a fictional thing, he he still felt that a lot of people felt that it was kind of a slight to the uh, one of the forefathers of rock and roll. And uh, I thought that was really nice of him to mention that. Yeah. I know I never, uh, you know, that's crazy because I never even thought that. But I'm glad that he's thinking outside of the box and just considering, especially because that, I mean, that movie really catapulted Johnny B. Good mm -hmm. even further into public consciousness so yeah i mean 
I'm glad yeah, to the next generation of that era. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just checked. Christopher Lloyd has a lot in the works right now. He has a brand new movie that actually just came out on VOD this week. Uh, Spirit Halloween, the movie. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. No? Okay. No. Because I... It's bad? No, I just... It's... what? Why does Spirit Halloween have a movie? Uh, when a Halloween store opens in a deserted strip mall, three friends thinking they've outgrown trick-or-treating decide to spend the night locked inside but their night of spook-filled fun soon turns to outlandish survival. Oh, God. Well, I, you know, the, the second you're describing that, I was like, a Disney original movie. <laughs> it looks like it. Well, that just goes to show you, a seasonal shops make a lot of money because if they've got enough money to dig out and promote a movie and put it out there. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. So here's his uh, upcoming slate. Uh, Mandalorian, he's going to be in episode one for season three. Nice. Uh, Time the fourth dimension just finished uh, is now completed. Uh, Super athlete camp hideout Nandor Fodar and the talking mongoose is in post production. Man and witch is in post production. Tuned out is a TV series was announced and untitled Lonnie Pixels project. Mm -hmm. He plays grandpa. Of course he does. Yeah. I will say having met the man even though briefly uh, a few years ago, he's so great, Christopher Lloyd. Like, I would love to just sit down and have, like, a, if I could have an hour talking to him and just tell him how much, like, his work, like, it just, just inspired me, inspired an entire generation. It's just fantastic. And then the range, you know, you're talking with the man, Doc Brown. Um, Taxi. Uh, Thank you. Taxi. Um, Judge Dredd. No, Judge Dredd. Judge Doom from Roger Rabbit. Um, Uncle Fester from the first two Adams families. Um, didn't, he have, didn't he have like a role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Am I thinking of... I think I'm thinking of somebody else. I think you are. Yeah, yeah, right? Okay. The Dream Team. There you go. Gotta love him in that with Michael Keaton. Uh, yes, Sergio Drew just did say your name. You're famous. You're internet famous. Um, <laughs> no, there's just so many. There's she's just done so much, but I, I just always enjoyed perpetually that that people love referencing like Back to the Future. I mean, it was but it, it just nailed it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you have a whole show. Rick and Morty is just you know. Uh, right when he did the live action Rick, that was amazing. With the kid from when one of the kids from Stranger Things, but I mean that, that show in general is just you know a, a just a love letter to Back to the Future, you know. Well, but, well, yeah. I well, kind of. Well, it definitely it's definitely there. Yeah. But what what other news NYCC? Uh so uh, a new spot for Black Adam dropped okay. as well, right. and uh, I'm going to present the screen. Uh, this was a screen grab from it. And they are really, really. Um, he burns a face into he burns a hole in Superman's face on a poster. Yeah, I heard. Uh, yet again, they're not jealousy there. Well, it's all the whole thing. They're not showing Cavill for some reason. You know, it's well, well they, they did the same thing for him in Shazam. Remember? Yeah. <sighs> it's just really weird. But listen, we're not questioning WB executives right now because 
it's, it's, it's every good thing they give us. I was like, what bodies are you burying under that rug? So uh, it's a give and take this week with them. Uh, WB uh, Discovery uh, announced more layoffs this week. Of course. Uh, rumor has it DC Comics may get hit. Uh, oh, but also they did announce DC Ultra. Have you, uh, have you heard about DC Ultra? No. Tell us. What about DC Ultra? <laughs> I don't like it. So uh, DC, uh, okay, you know what DC Universe was, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what this sounds like. This is like yeah. an upgrade. It's an upgrade to, well, DC Universe turned into DC Infinite or uh -huh. DC Universe Infinite. Now this is turning into DC Ultra, which is an upgrade. And uh, they will give you uh, the comics one month after they hit the stores instead of the standard, I believe, six months. Oh, okay. Well, compared yeah. to that, that is an improvement. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Whoopee! Yeah, still saving my money. Thank you. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, it, it, it can be all yours for $100 a year. There you go. Uh, no. Continue. <laughs> well, Leo, Leo, hold on. I'm going to left. Continue. <laughs> Okay, I'm really excited about this. Uh, so I was not a supernatural fan. Um, I'm sorry, I was I I didn't really. Get... Okay. Okay. Yep. So you know they're coming out with a prequel called The Winchesters. Right. Okay. Well, they announced that Tom Welling will be joining the cast. Oh wow! Yeah. Some big news. That's so. He will wow. play Mary Winchester's father, Samuel Campbell. Okay. Okay. That's 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 a big that's a big boost to the show. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And, I mean, it's great to see you know uh, Tom Welling you know back in the limelight again. You know. Yeah, so. I think the last the last time I remember seeing him, uh, excuse me, whoo, last time I remember seeing him on a television show, he was on Lucifer. He was King. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the last I remember him. I don't know if he's done other stuff. But... Well, he was in the. Um... The crossover for the Arrowverse. Yes, I know, but the, you know that did come out that right that came after Lucifer, right? Yeah. But that was him, kind of. Um, uh, Sergio, I have to see the rest of those before I watch that, but it's on my list. And Jabo, um, what do you mean, meh, meh? What? Go back uh, to sleep, dream. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, there was Sandman news as well. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Are we doing season two? Uh, well, we may be, but the news I'm talking about is uh, two characters from Sandman are entering the Batman. Uh, uh, it's going to be in Batman versus Robin, uh, Cain and Abel. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Leo, you saw Battle of the Super Sons, correct? I did. Oh, my God. That's so good. Okay, so definitely gets a thumbs yeah. up. Oh, yeah. I have to, a friend of mine who's a big fan of those characters and that that whatnot also gave a really good review. So I'm very excited to watch it. I hear it's going to be really good. Yeah, so, Damon adjacent news: uh, they dropped the poster that uh, Good Omen season two is definitely dropping summer of 2023. Oh, okay. That's I'm really intrigued by that because the book 
really encapsulates only what was covered in the first series. So Correct. new stuff is going to be completely new by Neil. So that's going to be really interesting. That's so awesome. Okay. Okay. I mean, Michael Sheen and David Tennant were arguably the best part of that show. So oh, yeah. that's they're, they're a great odd couple. Yeah. 100%. Uh, some sad news. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the gatekeepers that did this because uh, we won't give them any credit whatsoever. But okay. um, Superman Son of Cal has uh, been canceled. It's going to end at issue 18 and then it's moving to a mini series. Okay. My notes, the uh, let's see. Mini series is the adventures of Superman, John Kent. And as you know, a lot of the gatekeepers were upset because Superman was by, but it's not Superman. It's Superman's son, you know? It's, it's... Yeah, it's an entirely different character. Yeah, totally. Uh, Listen, if, if, if someone enjoys something and you don't, and it's not for you, you don't buy it. But you don't look down on somebody who, who likes to read it, okay? Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear hashtag not my Superman bullshit yeah. like well, are, are, are sales down on that book um guys uh have we heard this or or is this really well, being shut down because well, of stupid reasons no uh, usually rich anytime a series is is shut is ending or whatnot it's always sales you know very but, but there have been times where like you said you know books are removed for political reasons or personal reasons or some sort of scandal that's true. I would say 87% of the time it's always sales. Okay. So, I, don't know. I, I bought it. I did my part. Yeah. It's, it's, did did it's, you feel that the storyline, Leo, uh, the last couple of issues that you've read, uh, did you feel that the story was dying? Uh, I'm not or caught up. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. My, so, uh, you know me, I'm kind of bad. I, I don't visit my LCS on a regular basis, but you know, it's, uh, you know, every couple months I'll, I'll pick up my box. And, uh, so I, I have a big box of comics. Right to read, right. Okay. All right. So you're still digging through. Oh yeah. 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 I still need to read the new Harley. I, I, uh, I yeah, showed you beautiful covers that you showed us. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember them. They were great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it started off really strong. I really enjoyed it. Same thing for Robin as well. Um, so what other news is do you have? Shemezel on everything. Leo. Okay. Shlemiel, Shlemezel. Yeah. All right. So, Leo, what else? Okay. Let's see. Batman versus Robin number two. Can't enable. I covered that. More layoffs, right. WBD, covered that. Okay, Blade paused. I covered that. Uh, Warrior Nun, season two coming sooner than we thought. Uh, they haven't released a uh, date for it, but there was some uh, some teaser images released, and that will be coming out soon. I have no idea what that is, but okay. Ooh, no? I have no idea what this is. No. No, we do oh, not. Oh, okay. Warrior Nun, comic-based uh, Netflix show. Uh, I have not read the comic, but the show is, is quite good. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's a warrior and nun. It's, it's pretty kick-ass. Okay. Uh, okay, so let me pull up here. The slate for uh, Walt Disney Studios was leaked. 
And I will pull it up here. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, unlisted items towards the end. 2028 Avatar 5. Uh December 17th of 27, Untitled Star Wars. But in 2026, we're getting Untitled Marvel, Avengers Secret Wars, Untitled Marvel, and Untitled Marvel again. So it's a lot of Untitled releases. But yeah, it's still a lot of years away, too. It sounds very Untitled. But Fantastic Four listed for February of 2025. Yeah. And Avengers The Kang Dynasty of 5 of 25. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, there's no doubt that they are getting their money out of this. I'm sorry, I make no po- uh, opinions till I see a trailer. That's yeah. all right. So, so, so I don't. Again, this could be all rumors, but this was uh, leaked rumor. today. So, uh, okay. All right, cool, guys. This is the tentative schedule as of now. Will most likely change. Thank you. Why money? Oh, oh Matt from Eagle Media. Hey. Uh, okay, you're doing a new big casting. Cool. Send us the link. Definitely want to check it out. He's a good guy. We uh, yeah. haven't heard from him in a long time. All right. Well, there you go. He's not dead. See, so. that's flash pages. Reaching out to everybody. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Leo, the newscaster, looking through the news. Yeah. Leo, Leo, I just feel like you have to be rocking some Lego Batman level logic when you when we're doing our shenanigans just always be recording because we had a great moment before the show while waiting for you me and rich and it was hilarious but only you are there to confirm it ever happened because you did not Uh, are you are you talking the singing i got some of the singing on on (laughs) i told you never tell me you're recording because then it'll just dry up if i just feel like no one is watching shine someone's watching i'm like no. oh no 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 <laughs> the pa- i'm like invisible boy and mystery men <laughs> the second you look i'm like oh no all right well well I, I won't i won't tell you that just on facebook alone last week we had like 230 240 views so. wow getting up there we might be able to afford a haircut for all of us that's right oh, you just buzz it that's all you need to do but um is there any other news nycc wise leo uh nothing too major a lot of it's a lot of media stuff uh unfortunately um so we can save that for tomorrow i mean picard yeah yeah Yeah, Uh, i I want you to have stuff to talk about tomorrow (laughs) uh have not seen smile i think uh i don't know if kevin saw it um but yeah some people watch smile I have not seen it. I, I really admire their, their campaign because I don't know if you saw it was it just people being in public places and just doing the the smile at like random public places like, oh, behind the, the catcher's mound in a movie theater. Uh, like it just people would just do the and I'm like, yeah, that's not creepy at all. You know, and here's the pitch and we're dead. You know. Uh, so Variety is reporting. I don't know if this is uh, 100% accurate or not, but they say Dwayne Johnson absolutely plans to make a Black Adam versus Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't they do? Oh, no, that was a Captain Marvel versus Superman. 
movie, I was going to say, but kind of similar. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right. It technically would be kind of a fair fight, right? Because they're both kind of Superman, but Black Adam is a slight advantage because he's magic, and that's one of Superman's weaknesses. True, indeed. And uh, here's, okay. here's a new Doom Patrol poster. It was released at New York Comic Con. Okay. Yeah. So, being that I have little to no watching of Doom Patrol, minus a few clips here and there, I saw this trailer and the singing butts really threw me off. It's it's a great quirky series, Drew. I, I really think that's something you'd enjoy. Um, oh, especially... no, I, listen, I, I feel like I'd have to, but I feel like I'd have to read Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol to kind of really understand this is what... This is what we used as a reference, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I heard that shit is just wonky, weird fun. I mean, it's Grant Morrison. So the man has literally said, yeah, I know. I just, you know, sometimes when I was doing comics, I was doing hardcore hallucinogens. And I'm like, no, <laughs> Grant, it shows. <laughs> you know, you read his work. You're like, what the fuck is this? Well, so speaking of Doom Patrol, Brendan Fraser, uh, I'm hearing rave reviews about his movie Whale. Oh. Yeah, well, Leo, as we found out on the episode that you were not here for, his yes, name right. is Brendan Fraser. Fraser. It's yes. not Fraser. It's Fraser. Thank um, you. Because right. uh, if we ever get to meet him and you embarrass us about that, we're throwing it out. Yes. So now that Fraser. we all know we're, we're all on the same level, his name now is Brendan Fraser. Well, it's always been Brendan Fraser. But, but we're spreading you know, awareness. Fraser. You know, I, I, I've been a fan of his ever since that. Um, what was that? Um, the Weasel. Um, uh, Encino Man. Yes. Yeah, when he was the uh, man frozen in ice. Yeah. He was the original Captain America. Yeah. He was Wissen the Chess. <laughs> but, hey. Nobody knows what we're doing. Uh, nobody who was born in, you know, the early, late 90s. Well, I, well he, he was around. Well, he's still around. He's running the comedy club. Listen, all everybody needs to understand you need to watch Encino Man. You need to watch George of the Jungle. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need to watch uh, the Mummy movies. All oh, yeah. four of them. You got to watch them. If you are glutton for punishment, you watch things like Monkey Bone. Um, and then you also watch great gems like Blast from the Past. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And underrated ones that are not the greatest but still fun like bedazzled um yeah yeah i like that one that was fun. i love that one and fun fact twist. fun fact directed by harold ramis everyone i was like people don't know that yeah i know thank you um uh so uh he says uh mainstream horror is going downhill Korean and indie is where his attention is now well the thing being is is that a lot of modern horror is just about reinventing the same ideas. They're basically just playing it safe by going on trends. And that's the thing. Yeah. So Korean horror is they're on another level with their body horror and their commentary and whatnot. That's on another level. And um, that's what that is. And indie, it's just because indie allow, they're very more centric on storytelling. Some. Because some indie, and I have said this before, is very pretentious. Because they're trying so hard to be 
creative and artsy and winning awards. I'm like, just tell the fucking story, my dude. Don't care if it's in sepia or black and white. Go. I, I don't love a ton of the new horror either, but um, Black Phone was very enjoyable. It was. Um, the and, new Hellraiser. Uh, yeah, we both just saw the new Hellraiser, which was an interesting twist and really got a little more into the box and the history I, and the different configurations of the box. And I, I found that interesting. I, uh, and honestly, I, I will say this because, again, I have my policy about spoilers. That's only been out a week. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say... If you are a fan of the original, you will enjoy this simply because while it's more of a modern horror movie, like you got to do the setup and everybody, da, 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 whatever, the Cenobites, the redesigns, how they look, how they act, how they sound. And yes, pay attention to that, kids. Is, in my opinion, very attuned to what Clive Barker essentially wrote about in his original novel um, or novella, um, The Hellbound Heart, which is what was the basis for Hellraiser. So um, nice. honestly, I don't need another one. To be quite honest, this was really great. But these Cenobites, I mean, pretty great. I'm not going to lie. And and. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. I need I need to address one thing. I saw some people have been very critical about it because the uh, the actress or actor. I do know that the person who portrayed the quote unquote female pinhead, um, she's a transgender actress. I thought she did a fantastic job. And people are like, "Oh, my pinhead is supposed to be male and everything." To me, what that just says is you. You have a preference, fine, but you haven't read the story. The story very much describes the Cenobites are androgynous. They're neither male nor female. And I think that they, and Rich, I think you can back me up in this. These versions, you really have that, that sure. in-between. Absolutely. And, and as you said, the character Pinhead, I if, in, if you didn't say that, I would have no clue that that um, actor or actress or they, if that is what their preferred pronoun is. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't have known, and I wouldn't have. I, mean, I, I don't care about that stuff anyway. But me neither. It, 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 that changes nothing about the performance that they the put performance on. Performance was spectacular, honestly. I mean, I will never, ever criticize Doug Bradley's performance as the original uh, Pinhead. He was amazing. He's still amazing, and he's still one of the best things that came out of all those movies. Although they decreasingly got worse. Um, but bringing back to what uh, Schmezel said, you know, horror, I think, is just unfortunately a bit of a slump. There are still good ideas there. They're just fewer and far between. So, you know. Gotta find the gems. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things I like to always bring up to people when they want to be critical about it. Okay, then make your own movie. You know? Sure. But a lot, but a lot of people, it's just easier to criticize on the internet. I was like, write your own script. Create your own characters. You know, if you want to go back to some heyday, do it. But but because it's yeah. work, people won't. So, but speaking of horror and flashback and a heyday version, um, everyone here, hope I know everybody here on the show has watched Werewolf by Night on you Disney know, Plus. Did you ask if I was done though? 
Are you done though? <laughs> there was two other news items. Just all right, go for it. I'm sorry, I jumped the segue. I, I saw an opportunity for segue. I jumped. I jumped. I'm sorry. I got excited. I, I really like the show. I want to talk about it. But no, go ahead, Leo. I apologize. <laughs> We'll have to fix it in post. Uh, just real quick, uh, uh, rumor uh, is saying that um, Michael Keaton, uh, even though Batgirl was canceled, it does not affect his storyline, and he will still remain the DCEU's Batman going Ooh. forward. Uh, and then the other thing is Madam Web. A lot of uh, uh, pictures have been leaking from filming. Uh, I believe Dakota Fanning in a uh, white uh, with white hair has been spotted. Uh, so Madam Web in the new a uh, new Spider Man movie. Uh, Madam Web movie. Oh, her own movie. Her own movie. Ooh. Which, with all due respect to everyone involved and and whatnot, I have to ask why. Uh Sony. Um, no, I know. I'm aware. I'm just. Why? So and my favorite is so many people, even though we, the nerds, will know who Madam Webb is um, and will always give credit that we will never not hear Joan Lee, the deceased uh, and loving wife of the former great Stan Lee, just reciting the lines as Madam Webb in the 1990s Spider-Man. I mean, that's who I hear. When I think Madam Web, especially you know, and even she, uh, she even made it into the video games. She was mm -hmm. in that uh, Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, yeah, you know. But does she her own movie? That's I don't know. That's a lot. You know what? I just have to end this with. It's webbing time. <laughs> Leo, yeah, I, say this at least, I say this at least three times every show. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna say my first one. Get out. <laughs> uh, oh, he did. Now what are we gonna do? <laughs> okay, where will we night? Where will we night? You do that again, it'll be longer. <laughs> okay, holy shit. Where will fight night? Okay, who wants to kick it off? Rich, you go. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I watched, uh, Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus twice. Uh, the first time, of course, just for the first watch and enjoyment, and the second for more research, looking at details and stuff. I loved it. Um, can we, can we it, agree again, really no big spoilers here that we won't really reveal anything? Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, no big, well, mostly no big spoilers. Um, I'll, I will try my best. Um, but I, I thought it was very well done, uh, black and white, uh, with, with just a splash of red for the bloodstone. And then of course at the very mm -hmm. end, which I won't ruin. Um, yeah. yeah, uh, a, a throwback to the, it felt like the 1950s universal monsters right up to, uh, his transformation into the werewolf, which they did in shadow, uh, which some people loved and some people hated. I thought it was uh, brilliant. Uh, what do you think, Drew? Um, I definitely thought the same thing. I thought it was very Universal Monsters feel. Um, I like. I I liked it. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I feel like I need to see more. I felt like 
in the beginning, it dragged a little bit when we were introduced to characters who essentially I just saw as cannon fodder for the creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the series had a great cameo in it. Um, and to me, he stole the show, even in the brief time I got to see him. Absolutely. Um, I like Jack. I feel like I want to see a little bit more because, you know, I, I just, I don't want to say I thought it was a little bland. I just felt like I could have used a little bit more on Jack's end. Sure. I'm so used to Jack Russell, you know, the, 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 the kind of the, the archetype of a werewolf, you know, sure. tormented by what he does when he's on his other side, trying, he's basically like a supernatural Hulk. Right, you know, and, this, and this wasn't a movie, and it wasn't a series. They called it a special presentation. Right, and for those that grew up in the seventies and eighties, uh, CBS used to do yeah. a special presentation. Oh, they used the they used the same sound effects, the same bongos. So okay. they obviously were emulating that. Okay, um, and usually what those series were, it was some kind of thing that was just forty five minutes or an hour trying to encapsulate a large subject. So okay, as far as them. Uh, with with the time parameters that they had i understand your complaints drew but i also understood the 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 parameters they were under so you know i I do want to stress it's not really a complaint it's more just a criticism it wasn't that i didn't enjoy it like i know when um when um i i know when i don't like a marvel thing i'm very clear about that um it was just Little, little things like I still enjoyed it. Um, I, I just for me the thing I just didn't understand is why at the end we switched to full color. That was just my thing. I thought that was a really weird choice because it should have just was... been. Okay, go ahead. No, I just felt like it should have just been all black and white, or like you know, with a splash of color, kind of doing like the Sin City, you mm-hmm. know. Um, or it should have just been all. But I feel like also the reason they did it in black and white wasn't just emulating the the universal um, things. I think it was also to kind of get away with some of the censors because, you know, too much blood, you know, kind of like what Evil Dead did to get around the censors back in the back in the, uh, the early 80s. You yeah. know, we could have a lot of blood, but if it was black or green or blue or not, you would get away with a lot of it. Well, sure. so... Sure. This did have some of the most vicious, like, violence in any Marvel property mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, and there was definitely some blood spurts for sure. And even yeah. uh, coming into the initial credits, uh, started in color, your typical Marvel credits, and then when the initial there was like a couple of slashes, four claw marks across the screen, and then it instantly went to black and white. And to answer, Drew, um, your question why they ended up doing that color piece at the end, when the character Elsa first came into the house, mm-hmm. she had no intentions of staying in the house. She just wanted to try to get the bloodstone right. and be gone. And at the end, she was in another place because I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but obviously, Drew, you know from the end of the story, at the end of the story, yes, she is. was definitely in a different mental place at that point. Yes, and I think that was sort of a saying, hey, look, this whole thing has changed. And, and the music that they used, so they were trying to do uh, a little bit of a crossover 
or, or at least an homage to, I'm sorry, Wizard of Oz. Uh, also, they showed that other homage of Wizard of Oz is when he tried to, when Jack Russell tried to touch the bloodstone and he was thrown back, just like when the witch tried to touch the ruby slippers and she was thrown back. So I, I, I thought they were trying to do a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, again, my favorite, like one of my favorite things was our surprise guest, mm-hmm. who let's just say for reference, we'll call Ted. Um, yes. very well, much enjoyed. He was in the <clears throat> trailer. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like I okay. somehow missed that. But personally, I loved seeing him, and I, I was like, oh hey, um, that to me was a bit of the joy. That I really enjoyed. I enjoyed any scene. And, and they did a great job on the CGI on that, True, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, I would there, like to there see was, more There was an actor under there also. It's the same actor that played Black Chrysanthemum. Casey uh, oh. Jones. Yes. Cool. But so I, I thoroughly I enjoyed it. To me, it fit my criteria for watching something spooky that day. Mm-hmm. So totally fine with me. Um, yeah, I, was, I really like the uh, the marks on his face that they retained um, the tribal marks that stayed on when he became the werewolf. Yeah, and his speed and agility were pretty insane. Oh yeah, so uh, uh, that was uh, pretty cool to see. I'm simply hoping that we see more horror because honestly, Werewolf by Night to me, you know, if we keep building up the horror we could get an MCU Midnight Suns and I'm all for that. That's all I'm going to say. Especially because if you think about it supernatural wise, we have Werewolf by Night. We're not going to talk about Morbius because they're just going to make me mad. It wasn't uh, Elsa in the Midnight Suns at one point as well? I believe so. At one point, um, we're going to have Blade. He was in that. Ghost Rider was in and, that. And Ulysses Bloodstone uh, was a Marvel comic. He was a caveman yeah. that found it, and they didn't call it the Bloodstone back then. They called it the Blood Gem, and it mm-hmm. fashioned his chest, um, and it helped him live long and have powers and Indeed. kill monsters. So, point being, but back to uh, my assessment, I'd say it's worth a watch. And again, guys, it's only 55 minutes, so... You know, it's not like, hey, everyone, it's another two and a half hour Marvel movie. It's something short, easy, you can watch and enjoy. If you like it, cool. If you don't, okay. There's not that, there aren't a bunch of other Marvel projects. But last but not least, Leo, what did you think? Absolutely loved it. Uh, So one thing I'm definitely going to stress is, you know, you can go into this not knowing anything, you know, Uh, like, you know, on uh, the door cutting, you know, Steven is a little leery on watching some stuff because he doesn't have the comic background but with this here i could see you know you don't have to have watched all the mcu movies or anything you can just go into this totally blind and absolutely love it it was a lot of fun uh there was a uh, another uh secret well not really secret but uh kirk thatcher uh he played uh jovan jovan the guy with the axe okay okay uh, he is, uh, and, uh, rich, uh, you probably know this from watching the same video. Um, but he was the, in Star Trek four, he was the guy that wouldn't turn down the, uh, the radio on the on bus. bus. Yeah. That Spock, that Spock had to knock out. He's like the eighties rocker. No, he didn't watch Star Trek four. Uh, that's, that's the whale one drew. 
Oh, thank you. Got it. Have seen that. Now I got it. Thank you, Leo. Nuclear mm -hmm. Wessels. You, Rich. you just had to, you had to, you had to click it. It was like, oh, the whale one, right? Uh, he also uh, played this pretty much the same character in uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Just a dude, old dude with a radio. You know, it's just doesn't want to shut off that radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's yeah. I, I, we shouldn't really spoil anything, but Ted was. I love Ted. Yeah, like you know, yeah. it, and, and and they had a it's the especially their their little ending scene together. Um, it it, it felt like they had like this great uh, relationship, um, friend friendship relationship that they looked out after each totally. other. Well, I mean, you know, considering the nature of their essence, let's call it, it kind of makes sense that they would be. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we see more of Ted and Jack in the MCU. Um, you know, I personally, I, I like it because it reminds me that not all Marvel is very superheroes and whatnot. There's weirdness there. And I'm like, good, let's embrace that. Yeah, they re they really tapped into the 1950s and 60s deep into horror. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of horror, I would now like to segue into our book this week. Um, I'm very excited to review this. This was a book that was recommended to me, and I'm really glad it was recommended to you guys because it's a great read. Something is killing the children. Um, which is perfect. For October. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. It's gonna it's gonna catch on before you know it, buddy. Um, so the book is by uh, James Tynion uh, the Fourth, and the illustrator is Weather Del Edera. And honestly, I have to say, uh, I after reading this book and I read the whole thing as it is so far, I can understand why it's been winning the awards. This is very, this is a very original idea it's very in your face it doesn't hold back the punches it's very intense and it's perfect for halloween like this is I, again i i really don't know how to talk about it without spoiling things and i really don't want to spoil it because i want you guys to go out and read it that's how good this is um but i love the character i love our 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 heroine um i love her the thing she hunts Yes, Ms. Slaughter. Yeah, she, the whole thing was great. And then on top of it, other stories within this little universe, I guess, um, they really build more on the world that she's from. And it's it's great, man. Because, you know, the thing I also like is that, to me, I really find I enjoy stories that, yeah, they're fantastical, but they're very real. Like, a lot of the people, the reactions all these supporting characters, they acted like real people. Real people, when they're scared, they do fucked up stuff. They jump to poor conclusions. They uh, they do things that they normally wouldn't if their heads were clear. But fear does that. Anger does that. Guilt does that. And to me, I was just like, yes, and these are all things that would happen in situations like these extraordinary circumstances of these deaths that everyone's like, oh, it's a serial killer some horror movie thing, I'm like, nope, it's actually something much, much worse. So, but that's my two cents. I'd really love to hear what you guys thought about it. So, who well, might uh, before we get into that, just want to let you know that uh, this came out September 4th, 2019, is when issue one was first published. 
and uh, it is currently in uh, run right now. So uh, I believe issue 26 just dropped recently. Yes, it did. Cool beans. So, uh, Rich. Yeah, so I thought this was a great psychological thriller. Um, It taps into, of course, you know, killing children, which everyone feels affected by. Uh, but it goes into, you know, this, there's this kid and all his friends get murdered. And, uh, you know, to the police, he says, Hey, I fell down a well. All of a sudden I heard everyone screaming. I don't know what happened to them, but he really saw it and it affected him psychologically. And then, uh, we won't really, I I think the interesting thing about the story is we don't really see the monsters until fairly deep in, um, they very much, just give you glimpses and give you ideas of what's going on but you know you get this kid that's affected you have the town that's affected because all these kids then you find out that um there's been children dying all over the country in little things and little patches and then it stops but this one seems to be especially bad Um, and the way that it's even even goes through the this poor child that went through this psychological event uh, even his school principal is is just crying because it's such a, a horror that their town is going through and that these children are just being murdered. And then there's this mysterious woman that suddenly comes to town and they're like, oh, maybe she has something to do with it. Does she? Doesn't she? But she does not. Well, she has something to do with it, but not in the way that anybody thinks. So yeah. uh, great Halloween story. I'm really glad Drew recommended this book. Uh, when he said the name James Tinney, and I was like, oh, I know that he's, he's written on some things before, but I wasn't positive. I looked up and he's done a bunch of Batman stuff and Joker War. Um, and uh, he's really, he, he crafts a good story, certainly in this, that is for sure. Um, cool. I, I did read Joker War. I thought it was a little long-winded, but still interesting. Uh, yeah, this this was a great crafted story. And in six stories, we six issues, we don't quite get the end of the story. Um, which actually makes me want to read further into this, uh, do. so we don't we don't get an end result. But as far as doing this, you know, not we don't always read superhero comics, and this is a great example of an enjoyable comic if you're used to reading superhero comics, and if if even if you don't love horror, if you like elements of horror or elements of a good story, this is a great story for you. And uh, thank you, really, thanks, Drew. I really enjoyed this, and I'm probably going to move forward reading the story because I do want to get do. the result. And please do, definitely. And also for anyone who does read it and wants to read more, they also released a a connected title called, I believe it's called House of Slaughter, which I believe is a prequel um, Mm -hmm. detailing more events and and, uh, things that happen to characters that we see in the series. Um, It's just as good. It's written by the same writer. So it's definitely got that same approach and feel. And uh a lot more monster hunting. But now, uh, and another point I want to bring up before we hear what Leo says, I think we're also seeing a lot of really popular comic book writers that they're gravitating to horror. I mean, the other, one other person that's in mind is one of James's longtime collaborators, Scott Snyder, who's very, you know, yes, we know him for his Batman and whatnot, but he's made a, he's got a lot of good attention for his, his, uh, his horror work. I believe he did a series called The Witches with the artist Jock. He had, um, it's like The Deep or The Plunge or some some series that he did, um, which was very horror related as well. Um, he's done a bunch of other things like that too. And 
I'm just really enjoying this like wave of horror writers in comics. It's just so great being a horror fan, reading old horror comics. It's not the same as, you know, reading um, EC comics or creep show or all those old horror back in the day. But I mean, by God, it's, it's a great fucking read. So, uh, and now Leo, what did you think? Yeah. <laughs> you stumped? Uh, was that a good, wait, wait, was that a good or a bad one? No, it's a good one. It's a good oh, one. Okay. Cause, cause, you, you know, J James uh, Tinian IV, uh, I, I enjoyed his, his Batman run. But to an extent. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, towards the end there, I, yeah. We know. We covered that. Um, but his writing, I mean, this here is just really shows how well he can write just, you know, the, the interactions with all the characters and you have this kid that's a sole survivor and nobody believes him, and, and everybody thinks he had a part in, you know, his friends dying. And you have this character that comes out of the blue and like, uh, we just, uh, I just had on here, her in like the Home Depot type, uh, store was hilarious. The guy's going on, oh, it has all these safety, uh, safety measures, you know, the chainsaw will, you can't cut yourself. It'll automatically stop if it senses, you know, your finger. Um, and she's like, uh, yeah, let's, let's look at the cheap crappy ones, you know, <laughs> yeah, cut and rip through everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, absolutely loved the story. And, you know, just early on, there was one shot that really struck me. And, you know, it, it sort of like gives you a sense of what's going on where, you know, you, you have uh, the person here, you know, you see his, his reflection in the, in the window, but you don't see the creature. And uh, I, I think that definitely does uh you know obviously a little foreshadowing of how everything's going on well that's the thing i also really liked about it is that just because the adults can't see them doesn't mean that they still can't kill you yep exactly um, so that that to me was just like wow this is even it's 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 uh it's a real terror you know because it would just look like you know some invisible force is tearing the limbs off of these kids and killing them but no and um I, I will say the one thing that stuck to me was the talking familiar, the little stuffed toy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that to me. And you'll find that the best part is that every hunter has one that's like that. And Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. it's, it's really creepy. Like it's, it's one of those where I'm like, oh, that's unsettling. You know, I was like, it's one of those you don't really look at a stuffed companion the same ever again. You're like, um, that's terrifying. Um, also, there's one thing I had to say. Did anybody else kind of feel a bit like how the kid, the sole survivor, was drawn? It kind of gave you, like, because I've met James more than a few times in my life. I was like, the way he looked, I was like, are you like a stand in for James? You know what I mean? Is this like kid James? Himself as a child. Yeah, with the glasses and the hair and stuff. I'm like, yeah. And, and, uh, I don't remember her first name. I remember it was the last name is Slaughter, but um, what was it? I believe it's Erica. Erica Slaughter, yeah. Um, she gave me she gave me a lot of Harley vibes. It's you think that about any girl? Would be 
That's possible. That is possible. You know, no, she had, she, she, for me, she had some real Laurie Strode vibes to her, like the final girl ready to, to she kind of reminded me a little bit of like uh, Cassie Hack from Hack and Slash, you know, like I'm a final girl and now I'm going to make sure I go off and kill these things so nobody else has to go through what I did, you know? Um, really sure, but and then also, I got we, we've been talking about James, like the uh, his creative collaborator here. I mean, this stuff, like the artwork, is just perfect for the story. Like, it's it's detailed enough to where it's not cartoonish, but it's nice, it's got that nice grittiness that fits a horror comic, yep, right. You know what I mean, like, especially on top of it, and the, the inker colorist, like. The colors just pop and it hits you right where you need to. It's got that nice, like, horror brightness. You know what I mean? It's got that very nice aesthetic. Like, it, it, everybody just compliments each other in this book. Like, it really just moves you from beginning to end. So, yeah, it absolutely works. And, uh, I mean, if anything's going to move you into moving to, you know, your first delve into an independent comic, if you've never read anything that, but Marvel and DC... This is a great intro book, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely recommending this going forward for a great Hamet, you know, great so, horror comic. So the publisher, is it Boom Studios? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so um, let's see, fine. Now, now wasn't that the uh, Stan Lee partner before he passed away? Didn't, didn't he create Boom Studios? Am I, I wrong? I'm not Nobody? sure. Just me? All right. I just I know I won't take that as fact. I just bailed up. I know I've read stuff that Boom Studios has done in the past, but I can't really. I'm I'm pulling up their wiki right now. So if you go to uh, boom-studios.com or just Google Boom Studios, uh, you can order the book directly from them. Uh, They also have a comic shop locator to find out where you can get the latest issues. Um, I mean, we could recommend the big A, but you know, uh, down with corporate, like, uh, big business. So, uh, yeah, order, order directly from Boom Studios, you know, or check with your local comic shop. They just may have it. Yeah. Or, uh, if you don't have the budget, jump online and read all comics.com. That's where I read it. Yeah. Uh, it's a 2020 best new series. Will Eisner nominee. Yeah, so obviously uh, more than just the three of us think it's a good storyline. Totally. But yeah, so I'm re- I'm just really glad you guys enjoyed it. And I really hope you do read the rest because the story is great. Is 80 Days another? No, no, that's something else. That's that's another from, I thought that was a tie-in. Hmm. I'm telling you, Leo, the tie-in for this book is House of Slaughter. Yeah. And that's a fairly new one. I know. I think they barely cracked 12 issues so far. So it's still pretty fresh. So, um, and you don't have to read the main series to get it, although it helps, you know. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good there. Yeah. yeah. If we're not trying to give anybody the end of the story or the All whole right. basis of the story, then that is about yeah. as much as we can say. 
trust me, it's just like Rich, what you said, just keep reading. Just keep yeah. reading and enjoy the story for what it is. Because I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, I blazed through four issues yesterday and two issues so fast. Um, it, it's there, There's a couple of uh, panels that have more uh, text to read, but a lot of it is just uh, one or two lines in a beautifully illustrated uh, imagery. So, uh, All right, Leo, would you read more or are you good I, with just issues? No, no, I, I would read more, but also you sent me down a friggin' rabbit hole. Why'd you do that? Uh, <laughs> so so I, I'm on Boom Studios and uh, I just noticed uh, this looks pretty cool. Once in the future. But it's uh, Karen Gillian written by, and uh, he did the um, the Darth Vader books. Yes, he did, which are yeah. friggin' phenomenal. He um, also did a lot of good Marvel work too. But yes, that let's focus on your Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a nice imagery with the uh, um, on the uh, sword and everything. Very right. cool. Uh, well, yeah, that that artist that's Dan, is that Dan Mora. That is mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he's a great artist. He's doing um, World's Finest with Mark Wade, and his artwork is just fantastic. So go him. But um, yeah, all right. So do you guys, uh, since there's really not much more to say, do you guys just want to kind of end it a little early today? We can do that because we have uh, some planning to do for Rhode Island Comic Con. Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, it's a good shot. We have a special guest coming in next week. We do. We do. We do. So, um, what should we do for this one uh, to replace the crowbars? Should it be chainsaws? Yes, because Erica talked about it. <laughs> we we shall see one out of five shitty chainsaws. <laughs> uh, so, so not a not a what is it? Still stall? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, well, I, I I hate to be consistent, but um, we've just been reading some really great books lately. So um, I'm I'm gonna give this a four and a quarter. Um, nice. I I can't really say that there were anything uh, wrong with this storyline per se, but um, just as far as how it hit me, um, definitely enjoyable on the higher end, uh, but not the most enjoyable I've ever read. So here's my reasoning. All right, I'm going to give it four and a half shitty chainsaws. Um, again, mm -hmm. I, I still rarely give a five. Um, similar to Rich, um, there wasn't anything I hated about it. It's just not like the most profound and scary thing I've ever read. Um, you should see my taxes. Um, but oh, boom. Thank you. I'll leave now. Uh, but, but we're leaving soon, so that works. Um, but this is a great book. I thoroughly recommend this to anybody. And honestly, just please if you give this book a chance and then keep reading because this is definitely a story worth supporting so sure. leo uh yeah i absolutely loved it like i said before i you know i love it even more that's you know independent um yeah I, I was gonna go four and a half but i don't want to copy velvet uh no you did four and a quarter Drew i did, did i did indeed four and a half uh I'll do four and a third. Right there. in the middle. Right in the middle. In the middle. You and your fucking fraction. Leo, Drew and I will be your, your bread anytime. Oh, much appreciated. That's a thick sandwich, my dude. That is a thick sandwich. 
but continuing. So, Leo, you were saying. Yeah, four and a third. Absolutely. Highly recommend, uh, you know, everybody check it out. I'm going to be looking at uh, continuing the storyline, especially since they're only 26 issues in. Now's a great time to get caught up. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is easily going to become a hit, you know. And if you go find, Oh, so go find the early issues now, you know, while, yeah, while they're still fairly cheap, right? Yeah, it's already a hit. I mean, the thing's won a bunch of, I believe, a couple of Eisners. Yeah. Already. So, I mean, please, like, don't make the mistake that so many of us did with The Walking Dead, not thinking it was going to be a hit. Please support, buy, own, love. Surprise, um, motherfuckers. Boom. And, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just looking to see what issue one is going for on eBay. It's probably not too much, but. No, it's uh, what? It looks like 20 bucks. It's not bad. Considering yeah. the book was, you know, uh, what, $3.99, $2.99 when it came out. But, you know, again, just remember. Anything will always raise in price when they make a movie of it. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna be honest, they make a movie of this, I'm seeing it. Yeah. I'll sorry. buy that for a dollar. Nice. <laughs> so uh, so we have we have another great show planned for you guys next week, but you're gonna have to tune in to see what and who will be joining all of us because we're re- you know our, our wayward uh friend, Mr. Jeremy, Mr. Jar Jar. Uh, way this week, but he'll be back. So all four of the Musketeers back again, uh, plus our 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 fun guest star who is returning for his second appearance. Yeah, it, well, yeah, second on this one, I think fourth or fifth on the Dorkening. Uh, yes, definitely a friend of the show. Totally. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, so uh, next week we are going to be most likely talking about Werewolf by Night, um, the oh. comic. We're going to be digging yeah. into the comics, right? I, there was one piece of news I forgot that we had to talk about. Oh, what was that? Um, we had to have a moment of silence for Angela Lansbury. Uh, oh, of course, yes. 96 years old. So everyone, a moment of silence, please. Thank you. Uh, 96 and only five days away from her 97 would, would have been her 97th birthday. I did say that she did pass away in her sleep peacefully. Um, she's remembered lovingly. And I also got to give credit to this woman. I mean, what a legacy to leave behind. You were a respected character in both film in film, television, and theater. That's a great and 96 is a hell of a record. Yeah, she goes back. I looked up her IMDb. I mean, she had some of those shows that were like sponsored by General Electric, and that was like the name of the show, like General Electric Theater. Right. And and it's funny because, and what I like is that there's literally something for everybody in her repartee. Like, if you loved murder shows, murder she wrote. If you loved Disney, she was in Beauty and the Beast. Hell, if you loved other Disney, she was in Ben Knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, that before anything else. Okay, Leo. And she was in classics like Samson and Delilah back in the 1950s and 60s. Leo, I brought it up, okay? I mentioned it. Be happy. Okay? (laughs) And then even in theater, she was in one of the best productions of Sweeney Todd. Mm -hmm. You know? She was fantastic. And she was one of the stars who really didn't believe in retirement. She just was kept going till the end. You know? 
So she started acting in 1944. She was Queen Anne in The Three Musketeers in 1948. Wow. Yeah, Ford Television Theater TV series, 1953. Yep. So, but, but especially, like I said, she just kept going, you know. Um, and of course, we have, we'll always remember her as Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. No. Yeah, you know, you know, telling us about a tale as old as time. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta love her. Um, yeah, just it's really sad, but you know what? Again, her memory will live on. We'll always remember her fondly, and um, we'll be our we'll be our best, so we can be your guest. Absolutely, excellent. All right, now Leo, we can end the show. Never seen it, so I think don't get that reference. Get out! <laughs> uh, oh, shit. I went full screen. How do I do that? Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Uh, you know, you are watching Splash Pages, the comic book club. Head on over to our Facebook so you can talk about comics with us and learn about more about what we're going to be talking about next. Uh, and just have fun with us. You know, we're, we're trying to get our TikTok up and going. We have YouTube up and going. For me, just Google Leo Pond. You know, you find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. But I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got a ton of awesome shows on the network. There's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com. You can see all the latest episodes there. And uh, Mr. Drew. Ah! Hey, everybody. When I'm not on, when I, oh, sorry. Hey everyone, when I'm not here, I'm uh, I'm somewhere else doing other things. I'm available on Instagram, on the internet, and other places. And if I don't respond to you, it's probably because I'm really tired. But I'll get there eventually. Happy Halloween! Love it. Hey guys, me, Velvet Joker, a.k.a. Rich Davis, a.k.a. The Throwback King in October. Anyway, you can find me, my socials, uh, Rich Davis on Facebook. You can find me, Velvet Joker 2021 on Instagram. And now uh, that I'm doing TikTok and uh, working on my little TikTok edits, uh, you can find me at uh, Velvet Joker 1 out there. And uh, hope you like what we're doing. Uh, I had a bad back tonight, so I'm not you know, super quaff tonight. So I hope uh, you'll take my apology for that and uh, have a great night. Catch you guys later. Bye. Later. Bye.